0: You're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. This podcast is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of sexuality and self-development workshops in Australia. Please bear in mind that not all conversations will be suitable for younger people. Also bear in mind that while we can discuss general concepts, what we say can't be taken as personal guidance or advice. You're the only person that is an expert on being you. If you've got questions you'd like us to answer, or if you want to find out more about us, look us up at CuriousPreaches.biz. So, with us today, we've got Anne Hunter and Dossie Easton. Uh, Maybe, uh, Dossie, hello, who are you? Hi, I'm
1: Dossie Easton and co-author with Janet Hardy of The Ethical Slut. I am also a therapist in private practice in San Francisco, and
0: um, we've written four other books about um, adventurous sexualities. Fantastic. Thank you. Great to have you with us. And, Anne, who are
2: you? I'm a polyamory educator and relationships coach specializing in non-monogamy and I also run occasional workshops and um, speaking events and um, other um, avenues of polyeducation. Fantastic.
0: And so to today's question, and the listener asks us to discuss that... Consent is not sexy. Consent is a human right. You either have it or you don't. And saying it's sexy confuses the issues. Um, so maybe, Dossie, if we could start with you, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I do think consent is sexy. I also think it's a human right. Um, what my experience is, is, well, there's two pieces of this. One is that sometimes it's a good idea to have a consent discussion when you're not actually in bed or in the dungeon or wherever you are ready to do something interesting. Um, because it's, you know, over breakfast might be useful because at least you can talk about things and talk about how you anticipate things might feel, but also it's important to be able to talk about consent at any time. The most useful skill I ever learned in all of this was the skill of using a safe word and stopping. And some people think safe words are cowardly. Um, the first year I was into S&M, my partner and I would, would use it. We had a safe word almost every time. We didn't know anything, and um, one or the other of us, and we'd oh, throw all the toys on the floor and drink a glass of wine and agonize for a while and then discover that we were fabulously horny and go ahead and have magnificently hot sex um, because consent is sexy, because the vulnerability of needing to interrupt a scene actually brought us closer together, and we played together for 11 years, and that held true even at the end of that time when we would play for hours and hours. Um, uh. So to me, the what the person is saying, I think, is that using your words to talk about what you're going to do sexually, what you want and what you don't want, is somehow a boner killer or some such thing. And I don't believe that. I don't agree at all. I think it's really wonderful to talk to people who know how to use their words. When we talk explicitly about what we want in sex, I like my clit licked side to side, not up and down, you know, very explicitly. Um, Then we are actually opening a field of um, exploration every time we do that. And we're also breaking a whole bunch of really stupid old rules that say that it's terrible to talk about sex and it's terrible to actually state clearly what you would like to experience when you're looking at a second. 7- yeah, it's funny
0: th- it's funny, once you actually had that experience of sitting down in front of someone and talking in great detail about exactly what you're going to be doing with each other or to or from each other, um, and you discover just how arousing that is, um, you sort of never go back to the model of um, of not wanting to talk about it, hey, Dossie?
1: Right, absolutely. It's much more fun when you can. And, um, and you will be able to do riskier stuff. I mean, the thing is, if you can't talk, uh, but if you can't use your words when you need to, I mean, body language is great when it works, um, then you're going to have to stay within some level without trying a risk. And if you, don't, if, you, if you do that, then you will never grow and change. You have to take some risks to change. And if that means that you try something and you need to use your words and say, hey, this isn't working for me, um, then that's just fine. Because if you never do that, then you aren't taking enough risks, and you could be having an awful lot more fun.
0: Mm, beautifully said, um, Anne. What are your thoughts on the question? Consent is not sexy. Consent is a human right. Dot dot dot.
2: Yeah, um, I interpreted the the person slightly differently. Um, I, I heard them as saying that um, is, uh, sexy or not sexy isn't the point. Um, Consent is vital in any circumstances, um, and consent is a you know vital principle for this person. and I totally affirm that, um, and that saying that it's uh, the, the saying that it's sexy confuses the issue. I think um, the, the what I would want to say to that is that part of the reason why we say that is that there is this idea that consent isn't sexy. There is this idea that stopping to check for consent somehow interrupts. The flow of stuff, and that makes it not sexy. I've had that conversation with, with, with quite a few people, so um, I think part of the reason why we say consent is sexy is because this is image that it's not in our world. And I completely affirm everything that Dossie said, uh, and that you said that that there is it is really, really arousing. Checking out what people want and knowing that I'm. Um, doing something that I know somebody wants me to do, that for me um, is so much more fun than doing something where I'm not entirely sure um, and I, uh, you know, I'm a bit anxious about it or, or something like that. Um, I, I think uh, personally for me, getting consent is, is really fun and is really sexy and is really vital. Um one of the things that I think was implied by the question is that uh it's straightforward and simple um and <laughs> i you know that that either you you either have it or you don't, and you know that, and that's really clear and I think you're right. giggling, <laughs> I love the giggling you don't agree <laughs> oh no, I agree entirely i hear
1: i hear where you're going and I love it go
2: yeah, 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 I don't um th- think it's always as uh, simple and easy in and black and, and white, I think actually learning to get consent from people isn't something we are ever taught. We experience so much non-consent as kids. We get shoved into situations we don't want to be in and we get told to do things we don't want to do and stuff like that. So we grow up hearing, you know, learning non-consent, learning to just Go with things and bully our way into stuff and all of that kind of stuff and not learning consent. So I actually think it's a skill that we need. So we, so, so many people don't even realise we need to learn. But mm. oh my god, it's a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous skill to have. And like I would like to see people have more skill around asking, checking for consent before uh, having certain conversations about certain things with me. And that's got nothing to do with sex. Things like you know, uh, people who have one topic of conversation and that's all they ever talk about. And sometimes I would really like if they checked in first to see if that was a, an okay thing to talk about. Um, there's a whole range of things in in the world where I think we could do with more consent, not just in sex.
0: Yes, like uh, w- would you consent to a uh, relationship conversation at now or whatever? Um, <laughs> Love your point. Um, I um. I feel like I, I understand why the concepts jar a little bit because I know that um, amongst my community and the way I talk about consent, it's often a very happy, fluffy, arousing, smiling kind of a thing. And if one has been on the receiving end of a substantial consent violation, mm. uh, it's a very serious situation. Yes. So I I can imagine why that jars. I imagine it feels that um, the... Um, consent is sexy kind of approach is almost watering down the impact of saying there has been a consent violation um, and it is not a funny, fluffy situation. So I I get the discord, but at the same time... um, I guess my thoughts went on, on, on a different path altogether. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about this as a sexuality educator and more specifically for me as a change agent. Um, so most of my work is I'm on a mission to change how the world does consent and does communication. Mm. And for me, there's no point in preaching to the converted. Uh, frankly, I'm interested in the very hard to get market of people who aren't currently doing consent very well. Mm. And so for me, as an educator, it comes down to a question of approaches. And one approach feels like it's sort of hitting people over the head with a big consent stick and shaming them for how they're currently behaving. Mm. Um, it assumes that they have bad intentions and no desire to improve themselves um, uh, beyond that. And it does a great – I think that model does a really great job of articulating exactly what consent failures look like and just how prevalent they are, except that very few of the target audience are actually listening. So the other approach um, sort of assumes that people's sexuality and desires are welcome – And, and frames consent as a, as a way for them to be getting much more of what they want to a level that they previously hadn't imagined was possible. Um, so suddenly consent is framed as a really sexy thing. Um, and yeah, I certainly relate to both of what you're saying that that's what consent means to me. It is a very sexy thing. It's like the consent process is foreplay. And so what I've discovered through that. Taking that approach is that, um, look, frankly, I think for the most part, people are good. I think there's a very small number of people that get off on violating other people. And I think the rest of the world is just working with the tools and the influences and the socialization that have been given. And that's all been really shit. And so, what I found is that when I approach that audience, when I present consent as a sexy issue, um, I've found that they're not just willing to hear those lessons, but they're willing to pay good money and go miles out of their way for it. So, mm. that's one of the reasons
2: to have the information quite often.
0: Oh, so relieved! And they get it. People get it so quickly. Like mm. as I was saying, as as we were saying, Dossie. Once you've had that experience, you don't go back
2: because
0: mm. you realise you're having the best sex of your life.
1: Right, but it and it, that's the sex positive approach. But I also agree. I wrote a new chapter in the book, building a culture right. of consent, and actually, more regards the next show, but um, because we're going to do this deeper next round. Um, but uh, to acknowledge that this is a culture where enormous numbers of people have experienced sexual assault, mm-hmm. and yeah.
2: mm-hmm. that we
1: are struggling with this. But how do we build a culture of consent and a culture where we can? care about each other. I have a proposal that I am collecting people right now to do, to to teach a series of classes at the Center for Sex and Culture in consent. Two classes alternating. The idea is to have six or eight classes, a series of them, that someone could take them all over and see what it was like, you know. Um, One set is called Help I Hurt Somebody. That's not my Mm -hmm. title, but I love it. And the other set is called Making Friends with Your No. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I wish to address the issues of people who um, feel that their consent has been violated, who have had experiences with that, as the huge percentage of us have, actually. And also look at how do people who don't understand how to make their consent and how to respect limits and what how boundaries work in sexualities, how do we teach them? How can they learn? How can they... Um, get clear instead of talking in this mode of of of, i mean some stuff is crime i'm not saying there's no such thing as crime rape is real um but a lot of what concerns us in our sexual communities and in in the way of sexual freedom is stuff that is offensive but less offensive let's put it that way that violates boundaries and makes the environment unsafe in some way shape or form and leaves us feeling kind of creepy or uncomfortable or whatever right Uh, to where we don't feel safe in that environment, then how do we move in the direction of safety? And whether I'm the person who got scared or whether I'm the person who scared somebody, those are different sets of skills, but I need to learn them all.
2: Mm. Mm. And that leads, um, interestingly, there's um, the flip side of that is, um, well, this leads me into the enthusiastic yes idea Mm -hmm. of consent. Uh, Looking for incongruities in how somebody gives consent, because many of have, many of us have been brought up not to be able to say no, and um, so we'll sometimes con- give verbal consent, like say yes to something that we're not really entirely comfortable with and that leaves us feeling invaded, and I've certainly been guilty of this in the past, mm-hmm. and so I love the idea of checking for enthusiastic consent and making sure that the yes... Is, is Congress, is, you know, whole body, yes, really enthusiastic? And if it's not, if I'm not completely convinced that it's an absolutely enthusiastic yes, then it's a no and it's worth checking out and finding out what's going on. Um, and I think that's um, another essential element um, to it because of the difficult culture we've grown up in, the non-consensual culture that we've grown up in, is learning the skill of f- watching for feedback and checking it out if I'm not 100% convinced. that we also need to learn is to be able to say,
1: I'm having a hard time here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. Both of those things are yep. very,
0: very important. They really um, are. Uh, to but, what do you mean a hard time in? Can't can't like, a, like a hard time in what?
1: Like I'm, I'm not, not feeling safe. safe. I'm happy. I don't feel good. I don't feel safe. I don't feel sexy. I'll never come like this.
2: Yeah, story. right. Or if cocaine yep. is
0: involved, you're not going to come till tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, indeed.
0: Um, it gets me to thinking about um, – so one of the things I teach in some of my classes is uh, I've developed uh, a consent card, which is a little bit geared towards kink play, but not only it works perfectly well with all forms of sexual play. In fact, it works really well with just working out, uh, uh, going for a uh, drive to the country. Um, but it's basically most of the questions you need to ask to make sure the activity goes well and make sure that you both understand exactly what your interests are. And I notice that as I take people through that for the first time, people often have a dual realisation, like two things happen simultaneously. One is they notice just how often their own consent has been violated, like once they get sort of a, should we say, like a best practice or at least a very thorough model of what consent looks like. Um, yeah, they realise, whether it's been in sex or other activities, they realise just how often their consent is violated, and they also realise how often, inadvertently, they've violated the consent of others. Um, it's just been through the process of repeating those those mainstream bits of socialisation and sex, quote, education, unquote, mm-hmm. um, bits of information that we pick up, Um any further thoughts friends on that question of uh, consent is not sexy consent is a human right dot dot dot
1: I love the concept of enthusiastic consent I love that word because it's etymological roots the Greek roots of enthusiasm are n theos which really means infused with divine
0: energy
2: <laughs> isn't that nice <laughs> mm. <laughs> And um, identified that before. That's cute. Mm. Yeah.
0: And it's and it's so far away from that culture of consent where you just keep trying stuff, uh, whatever you can get away with, and if the person isn't saying an actual no, then you're fine. Oh my God, they're such miles apart.
2: Or worse, they're saying no, and and they, you know, you take that to mean yes. Mm. You know. Of course. They, you know, you know they really mean it. This is part of our. our culture, which I really hope is changing, but it has Mm. been part of the meme before. Mm. Uh, There have been some really good – I was thinking when you were talking before, Rog, there have been some really good articles uh, coming out from men about their own – the number of times they have broken consent without realising and thinking they were doing all the right stuff. And I remember one of them particularly that said, you know, just take any Harrison Ford film anywhere. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. is just, you know, full of rapey culture. Um, yeah, I think uh, so. It's I, still very prevalent in our world.
0: Oh, it's absolutely everywhere. Um, for transparency, when I was talking before, that process, that dual process, that I see happening, I see it happening in um, men, women, and non-binary folks alike. It's oh yes, kind of, it's kind yes. of freaky how, how prevalent. Both sides of it are. But yeah, so many films are just so chock-a-block full of the worst consent. And in the absence of sex education in schools, that's where we get our information from. That's where I got my information from as a mm. teenager. Mm. Uh, it just makes me want to vomit in my own m- mouth. Sorry, friends, I've gotten off on a little bit of a passionate tangent there.
2: Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah.
0: Um, perhaps uh, if there's no final points, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. Dossie, Anne, anything lastly to say?
2: Mm, just that consent is vital. And fabulous and sexy and a, and a human right and all of the above.
0: Yes. And thank you to the listener for asking it. And also, Dossie and mm, you two yeah. in particular, you're doing such amazing stuff around consent in the world and shifting the paradigm. So thank you for what you're doing in the world and thank you for what you've uh, brought to it today.
2: Right back at you, Raj. Thank you, Raj.
0: And uh, I would like to hear a little more about the two of you. Uh, perhaps, uh, Dossie, let's start with you. Uh, can you tell us a little more about uh, what you do and uh, how people can contact you?
1: Well, people can find me at my website, which is the same as my author name, com. So if you look up Dossie Easton, or if you can't remember my name, if you look up Ethical Slut, which you can probably remember, you will find me, <laughs> and um, you can find my website, um, I have been a conscious slut since 1969. I took the vow of non-monogamy then, permanently, and I have never broken that vow. And I'm so happy to see us in a world where sexuality is so much more out in the open than it was when I was young. makes me happy.
0: Nice. And Anne, can you tell us a little more about yourself and where people can find you?
2: Yep. Uh, I so as I said, I'm a relationships coach, and the best website is yourrelationshiptoolbeltalloneword dot com. Um, you can find me there, and I do coaching and speaking and workshops and a bunch of things around ethical non-monogamy.
0: Fabulous! And you've been listening to Curious Conversations about Sex, brought to you by Curious Creatures. friends, Rog here again. Just a couple of things I want to tell you about. Um, If you like the sounds of what we're talking about tonight, um, there's two things you're going to be very interested in. One is the consent cards and the other is workshops. Um, The workshops are fantastic and by workshops I'm talking about a lot of the workshops I run, in particular Fun Little Sex Games and Kink 101. If you are coming at this from a perspective of yes, I like the sound of what you're talking about like all this consent stuff sounds great but how do you actually do it in practice uh those workshops are essentially a really detailed drill down into exactly what it looks like in practice like really practical hands-on uh doing style of exercises um generally running them fairly often down in melbourne and in the middle of september in sydney And the second thing you might be interested in, and I mentioned these in the podcast, is the consent cards. Uh, Essentially, it's uh, all the questions you need to ask to give uh, the activity you're planning on doing with someone or some people uh, the very best chance of success. Uh, It's a little bit geared towards kink activities, but works perfectly well for uh, non-kink activities and even really straightforward platonic things. Uh, You can get them from uh, via our website. Uh, They're only $9.00 each which is basically just to cover the cost of getting them in the post to you 16 questions on a a double-sided plastic card the size of a credit card so you can keep it in your wallet etc yeah you should be able to find the links to that from the front page of the curious creatures website which is curiouscreatures.biz thanks for listening friends hope you're doing well